Daniel, our listeners know that you are a man of many talents, but I don't think that they realize that you're a very romantic fellow. Am I? Well, yeah. I mean, it's kind of legendary by now. It's a good point. It is. I've seen you at storytelling events and things Mm -hmm. like that where you've regaled the crowd with your your romantic ways, which is very impressive to me. Oh, it's there. It's yeah. it's in deep inside, but I'm I am a romantic at heart. You've never had a problem, have you? In that's in that area. In the area of romance, yeah, in the ways of of eros. Oh no, I've had plenty of problems. Oh, all right. Well, you just assumed that I was. Yeah. What <laughs> What about me makes you think that? Well, I mean, what's the first thing people know? I mean, you know, they look at you and they're like, "Here's a here's a handsome guy." Daniels equals romance. <laughs> Well, I mean, okay, so uh, this is February, and I know that a lot of people like to put on black and lament this holiday, but for the rest of us, no, this isn't a time of lamentation. This is a time of spending terrific amounts of money on the people that we care about the most. Because that's really what says we love them. That's it. That's it. That's all it is. It's no big trick, people. But yeah, people hate on Valentine's Day. Yeah, they do. I can understand it, I guess. I mean, you know, it can be a lonely time. It can be a time for accentuated loneliness. And I get that. I'm sure we've all had our ups and downs Valentine's Day wise, right? I've had some pretty bad Valentine's Days. We all have those stories. So if you're, uh, if you're a regular listener to the Freshman 15 and you've heard some of our specials, you know how they typically work. We take the holiday or the event that's going on, whether it's an election or whether it's Christmas or something, and we take the opportunity to recommend a couple of films, not usually freshman films, but just films that we want to say, spend your time with this. This is this is a great time of year to do it. And normally that is what we would do. Yeah. I mean, it works out well. But that's not what we did this time. It's not what we did. So we decided... And actually, this is an idea that my wife came up with. She said, well, how about I tell you my pick of a Valentine's Day recommendation, and you can read it on the air, and uh, you and Daniel can talk about it. So she handed me a little folded piece of paper that I have not read that apparently has a Valentine's Day recommendation in it. And Daniel, I'm understanding that your wife did the same for you. Yep, I have a a letter here Mm -hmm. with a film recommended and she handed it to me and she said, you need to read the whole thing. Oh, So I don't even know what that means. So just to be clear, we don't know what our wives are recommending. These are, according to Mrs. Long and Mrs. Bear, two films that you should spend time with this Valentine's Day season. Do you want to go first? Sure. This is... This is the paper. And this is me opening it for the first time. All right. She she told me, she gave me instructions. She said, you need to open it this way so that you so that the, the name of the film is revealed as you open it up. I opened it wrong. Okay, here it is. <laughs> okay. So in huge letters with a heart in place of an O, she wrote True Romance. No way. Yeah, this, wow. is, this is my wife. Nice pick, Carrie. That's Thank a great you. pick, Carrie. Yeah. So, uh, wow, look at this. Okay, so here, here she, this is what Carrie has to say All about right. true romance. Overview. Alabama, played by Patricia Arquette, is a call girl hired by the boss of Clarence, played by Christian Slater, to seduce him and give him a great night for his birthday. She does just that, and the next morning comes clean with Clarence about how it was they met in the first place. She tells him she loves him and will never lie to him again. He loves her too. They get married that day. Clarence later murders her pimp, steals his drugs, and they head to California from Detroit to meet up with an old friend and sell them. Lots of hijinks and murders occur along the way, and that's putting it lightly. 
She says, lots of reasons to like this movie. Tony Scott directs it. Christopher Walken is his usual amazing self. Tarantino did the screenplay, which for me doesn't always mean it's great. (laughs) (laughs) Way to go. (laughs) But in this case, it is. It has his quirky style, but isn't quite as brutally violent as some of his other films. But I guess what I love most, besides Clarence's inner dialogue with Elvis, is that you really believe that Alabama and Clarence have indeed found true love. From the first date acting out kung fu fight moves after the movie, to talking over a piece of pie in a diner, these are dates Jeremy and I have shared and ring true. For a romantic like me, I can't get enough. Their love is earnest and pure although a bit selfish and immature. It's a must-see and not for completists only. P.S. Forgot to mention, Gary Oldman is ridiculously good too. Great cast through and through. And that's from Carrie Bear, my wife, her recommendation, True Romance, which I I will admit I did not see coming. You didn't? No, no. I mean, you know, it's, it's a, but, you know, it's a reminder that I've actually got a pretty cool spouse. No, that's incredible. And... Man, I want to watch it again. I know. it's a, It really is a great film. In fact, I think it's the first Blu-ray she ever bought me now that I'm looking back, so I shouldn't be too surprised. Really? But yeah, yeah. But this is a, what a great pick. And a lot of people actually mistakenly think that this was a Tarantino-directed picture, but it wasn't. Nope. He just wrote it. That's right. He, he wrote it, and it was... Uh, but it isn't sometimes included as like, you know, these are Tarantino's eight or ten movies that he did. But no, Tony Scott directed True Romance, and... Uh, Man, I mean, that, that, that film's got some scenes that I think everyone remembers. I think it might be one of his best. Yeah. Tony, Tony Scott's. Tony Scott's. Yeah, I agree. What a loss, honestly. I mean, yeah. I hate to bring it down in the middle of the podcast here, but Tony Scott was a great director that uh, that went too soon. I know. Unfortunately. But yeah, uh, some uh, some really, really memorable scenes. I mean, I think one of the scenes that everybody remembers is the, uh, I call it the eggplant scene. You know, the one Christopher Walken oh, right. and Dennis Hopper this fraught with tension moment that you don't realize, you don't know whether or not it's going to end in an execution and uh, spoiler. It does. <laughs> totally does. But it's just great. There's just this conversation that just, it goes on and on. And each, each line of it just is more and more tense. Like, is this, is he going to let him off the hook or is he, is he going to, is he going to shoot him in the, in the head? And, and sure enough, things don't go well for Dennis Hopper. But uh, that's just one of many memorable scenes in that film. You want to Chesterfield? No. You know, Sicilians are great liars. Best in the world. I'm Sicilian. My father was the world heavyweight champion of Sicilian liars. From growing up with him, I learned the pantomime. There are 17 different things a guy can do when he lies to give himself away. Guy's got 17 pantomimes. Woman's got 20, guy's got 17. But if you know them, like you know your own face, they'd be lie detectors all to hell. Now, what we got here is a little game of show and tell. You don't want to show me nothing, but you tell me everything. I know you know where they are, so tell me. Before I do some damage, you won't walk away from. Could I uh, have one of those Chesterfields now? Man, I need to watch that again. Yeah, that's true. But it's been a while. It's been, it's been, uh, honestly, I'm sure it's been at least a couple of years since I saw that one. And I think, as I recall, it was one of the first, it kind of became a thing in the culture where these sort of like 
killers in love and on the run oh, for sure kind of movies and and i feel like true romance if it didn't start it it was one of the films that's kind of started that fever yeah i mean then you have natural born killers which i think is around a similar time right also tarantino a, a tarantino i mean it was it, it morphed dramatically from tarantino's original script but yeah that was his idea wow that was something else all right well carrie bear thank you for the great i can i can endorse this film is endorsed by both bears and i think that maybe you have your date planned out for valentine's day this year i guess so i guess i don't need to buy anything no don't <laughs> don't that know. can only work out that's great all right so daniel you've got a you've got a very large envelope in front of you yes let's see all right here we go you hear that yeah this is authentic and daniel just to be just to be uh clear once again you don't know the contents of this envelope i don't all right so here is my wife's pick for valentine's day Dirty Dancing. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Okay. Dirty Dancing. All right. All right. Nobody puts baby in the corner. <laughs> all right. So here's why. Here's what she says. Because it's every girl's dream to find summer love. And I've had the time of my life is a great song to have stuck in your head for days on end. Mm. And for the record, Benny and June was the front runner. Ooh. Oh, okay. So she, she, there was a dilemma. There was a dilemma. Just as good of a movie, perhaps better, but it'll be more fun to hear us. She says, y'all talk about Patrick Swayze. Oh, okay. And so I asked her, okay, if whatever film you pick, write the director down. Right. So she, <laughs> did she, did she, she did. Did she manage it? I mean, I don't even know. Emil Ardolino. Oh. So. That's, that was his work. Could be a freshman film. <laughs> it's possible. Who knows? So, Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing. You know what? Are you going to endorse? There's something about Dirty Dancing. And, sure. And maybe because I, I mean, I watched it when I was little. I actually remember watching it with my mom. Yeah. I remember loving it. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a fun film. Well, you know what? It was popular for a reason. <laughs> That's a good point, Jeremy Bear. <laughs> no, it's true. I, I, you know what? I will say this about Dirty Dancing. Everyone with a little sister knows that their little sister had that soundtrack somewhere in their room. And oh, yeah. I can certainly say that was true for my little sister. Because that, that soundtrack was played on loop when I was a kid. So I think I've probably memorized by default all the songs from Dirty Dancing. Oh, yeah, for sure. Me too. I mean, Mandy, even now, Mandy and I will sometimes break into song. Really? Yeah. I've from had, Dirty Dancing? I've had the time of my life. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, you know, I'll just look at her and say, I've had the time of my life. No, never felt very wrong. Never felt. It's the truth. Yeah, so I, I mean, like how you bounce back and forth between the male and the female parts. Well, you have parts. to, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There is a charm to that movie that you can't deny. Here's the thing. I remember actually so many parts of that movie because I watched yeah. it, I think, so often when I was younger. I think Mandy and I have maybe watched it twice together. So it's not a movie that we watch. Right. I mean, there are a lot of scenes that are just, that are there, that are stuck in my brain. You don't understand the way it is. I mean, for somebody like me, last month I'm, I'm eating juju bees to keep alive. This month women are stuffing diamonds in my pockets. I'm balancing on shit as quick as that I could be down there again. No, that's it, not the way it is. It doesn't have to be that way. I've never known anybody like you. You look at the world and you think you can make it better. Somebody's lost you, find them. Somebody's bleeding. Yeah, and you I go get my daddy. That's really brave, like you said. That took a lot of guts to go to him. You are not scared of anything. I don't Me? Let... I'm scared of everything. I'm scared of what I saw. I'm scared of what I did, of who I am. And most of all, I'm scared of walking out of this room and never feeling the rest of my whole life the way I feel when I'm with you. 
dances me. My most vivid dirty dancing memory. I'm not even gonna say this. No, it's too need... stupid. Is it the watermelon? What? The watermelons. Oh, from from the film. Oh yeah. No, this was a a memory about the movie, not oh, from the movie. Okay, well you need to share it. All right, this is never making it in. When I was in middle school, that's when the movie was, you know, the thing. I went to a private Christian school. In fact, it was my first year at a private Christian school. And so private Christian schools, they do chapels once or twice a week or something, which is essentially a church service right in the middle of your school day. We went to jail. I remember there's a chapel speaker and he spoke on hell. That was the topic, man. There was no beating around the book. It was hell. And so, you know, he was talking about the, the glory of heaven and all this kind of stuff. And he decided to have audio aids for what heaven sounded like. So he plays this, I don't know what it was. It was probably Hallelujah Chorus or something like that. And he played, you know, it's just thing. And he's like, and that's heaven. And then he like had a whole thing where he started talking about hell. And then he brought up that song, the, the Time of My Life from Dirty Dancing. Because in his mind, that was the epitome of sin, was that song. And he thought we would all just kind of recognize that, yeah, this is the right. evil of rock and roll. But what he didn't count on was that every kid in attendance loved that song <laughs> and immediately started singing along with it, which completely ruined his sermon on hell. Oh, I love that. It's a good, I mean. But, I mean, why, what did you expect to happen? You think you can talk about hell and then play a song called The Time of Our Lives or whatever that song is called, and you think that's going to work? No. People are going to start running toward each other, and they're going to lift them up yeah. like angels. Yeah. <laughs> Like swans born aloft. Yeah, yeah. So I'm glad I'm glad Mandy picked Dirty Dancing. And, yeah. you know, she gave us a twofer on here in Benny and June. I, Benny I, and June. I love that film, too. It's a good, it's a, fun, it's a fun movie. You know what? I saw it when it came out, and I my memories of it are so foggy. I know Johnny Depp is in it, and he makes donuts dance, and that's, that's all about all I remember. Yeah, that's a great scene with the forks. Right. Yeah. That's in the it. diner. That's all you remember. That's all I remember. Yeah. So my my brother is like nine years younger than I am. Yeah. My cousins, though, were around my age, and they were both girls. And so I hung around with them. We watched Dirty Dancing. We watched sure. Benny and June. So all these, these films play a pretty prominent role in my growing up. Yeah, in your formative years. Here's the thing that I feel like is worth mentioning. Romantic films are typically thought of as films for females. Right. That's the stereotype, and I, apparently it's it's alive and well. But there are some romance movies, romantic comedies, just, you know, whatever. Movies about people falling in love This that are some of my favorite films ever. I don't think there's a reason to be embarrassed about that. I think if they're done well... Now, granted, it's not my go-to genre. Right. And I'll admit that. But there are some great films. I remember even back in our Spinal Tap episode, we, we, we had a lot to say about When Harry Met Sally, which is one of the great films yeah absolutely romantic films ever why can't we like those i mean why can't we want to also fall into the trap of oh this is this is romantic you know why not right. i mean we have feelings too <laughs> i mean come on and you know what i've noticed even recently in recent years there's even been a, a great little grip of romantic films that i've i've been happy to not just watch but rewatch because they just they really they really speak to me i mean i'm thinking of like for example big fan of of Silver Linings Playbook. Oh, right. Yeah. Fantastic film. Even recently, uh, I just, uh, in fact, just over uh, over this past weekend, finally caught La La Land. Really, really um, beautifully done film. Right. I'm glad I saw it. And even some sort of stranger ones. I, I, I'm, I don't hide the fact that I was a big fan of the film The Lobster. 
Oh, that was great. Which is ultimately a love story. It's a great one, too. It's such a great film, though. And, you know, it's such a great take on the idea of the love story. Yep. You know, how, how far can we bend those tropes and make them still sing, you know? And uh, if, if you haven't seen it, please do watch The Lobster. I mean, I think of some some of my favorite comedies recently, you know, Judd Apatow films. Yeah. Knocked Up is great. This is 40, I think, is a good one. I mean, yeah. I think those kind of fall in that genre as well. Yeah. And, of course, if you listen to our top 10, you already know that uh, my favorite film of all time is ultimately a love story, yep. which is Joe versus the Volcano. So, anyhow, I guess, you know, I say this partly to say that if you're a guy, and here we are heading into the Valentine's Day season, this doesn't have to be just a time of year that you endure. You have to just put up with because you know that your wife or your girlfriend or something like that. No, you, you know what? Take it. Love it. Enjoy it. Watch a film about falling in love because there's some of the greatest films ever. I think we can agree that the Casablanca is a great film. Great. I mean, one of the greats for sure. Sure. You know. Yeah. Watch a film with the person you love. Buy them a gift. Buy them a gift. Well, Daniel, uh, I think that takes us to the end of our Valentine's Day special. And even though we have our own loves of our lives, we have these women that we're married to. Nevertheless, this is a time of year that I feel like saying, Daniel, I love you, brother. You're one of my favorite people. Thank you for joining me for this podcast, for this Valentine's Day special. Jeremy Bear, that is so kind of you to say. You're welcome. And I love you too. Well, thank you. And here we are. Here we are. Doing this thing. <laughs> so good. It's great. And of course, to all of you who are listening, happy Valentine's Day. Do something fun with someone that you care about. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.